Let's do it. Okay, Steven. A quote for the episode right now. Don't think about it. Just go. Well, you're putting me on the spot. <laughs> go, go, go. You're thinking. No thinking. Just go. Do something better. Do Actually, something. I messed it up. <laughs> redo, redo, redo. Redo, redo, cancel. What's the quote? See, What's the quote? You even just you just put me on the spot again. <laughs> no, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. What's the quote? Do simple better. Okay, okay. What does that mean? Well, I tell you what. You know how much I love sports. So one of my favorite football players. He has this quote, do simple better. And what it actually means is, you know, focus on the little things which we typically take for granted and then everything else will fall in place. So I say, do simple better. Okay, I'm going to let the listeners in on a little secret. You already had that quote. It was an impromptu. Wow. Wow. Well, technically it wasn't. But it still was because you put me on the spot. <laughs> All right, so let's Steven go. Steven had time to think about that quote, guys. Anyways, hi, I'm Cass, and I'm with Steven, and we are the Sickle Cell Podcast, and it is World Sickle Cell Day. Woohoo! It is World Sickle Cell Day. Yeah, and it is our very special day. This whole episode is built around World Sickle Cell Day, but... I guess first we got to get some things out of the way. You know me, and you guys already know you can never avoid me when it comes to keeping you updated on what's going on in this world of sickle cell. So the only thing I want to share today is all about an event that just happened recently in Florida. And this sickle cell event brought together scientists, researchers, clinicians, patients, advocates, caregivers, you name it. And one thing that I really loved about this event is the fact that it covered everything related to sickle cell. And they also had a patient panel which to share what you did and your most fun experience being on the patient panel. So first of all, it's the 13th annual sickle cell disease research and educational symposium hosted by the Foundation for Sickle Cell Disease Research and they are located in Hollywood, Florida, not Hollywood, California. Not California. Yes, 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 yes. My favorite part about the patient panel. Well, I would have to say probably the fact that there was a patient panel. I think uh, a lot of these hmm. meetings are very scientific and, you know, researchers and healthcare providers come together and they talk about statistics and numbers and data without quite acknowledging the humanistic aspects of sickle cell disease to the forefront. So I love that they had the patient panel because we were able to share our experiences and kind of put a face and an experience behind the data and, and the numbers. I also want to say that I really, really love the fact that the patient panel was uplifting and inspiring. I think a lot of times with these events, they have a patient panel and we're, we're kind of stuck on the dark side of sickle cell disease and how, how horrible the disease is. And yes, it is horrible, but also there are a lot of us thriving with sickle cell disease and achieving our goals and creating bucket lists, which we got to share our bucket list items and 
really doing well and living well with sickle cell. And it's, I think it's equally important to hear that side of the disease that, you know, we're not just here sitting here suffering with this disease. We're making the, the most of it and um, we're doing great things. So that was uh, a part that I, I, I really enjoyed and I, I thought was really thoughtful and hope to see more of in the future. Well, thanks for sharing that. And uh, unfortunately, or fortunately for other people, we got to hear you talk and uh-huh. we already know. Uh-huh. So we'll leave it at that. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, you talked about the bucket list, but in all seriousness, I think one thing that stood out to me on the patient panelists of all of you guys on, on that panel, at least almost all of you guys, almost everybody mentioned travel as a component, as I something guess. they had in their bucket list, which I thought was very uh, impactful. You know, it's something that most of us that are able to travel as much as we can, we take for granted. So I, I think that was very empowering to yeah. hear all these different patients share that too. You know what? Since you didn't ask me what I really liked about it, I'm just going to go ahead and share what <laughs> I really liked about You're on a roll today, conference. huh, Stephen? He's coming for Well, me, can guys. you just make it official? Just make it official. <laughs> okay, just ask me. Stephen, what was your favorite part of the conference? Thank you for the question. <laughs> well, in all seriousness, I think for me, my favorite part was um, the last thing that actually happened at the whole conference, which was the poster session. I mean, I love the poster <laughs> session uh, because I think for me, that was the whole part of the event that kind of covered every every little component. So you had, you know, scientists sharing their research. You had patient groups sharing their patient-reported studies. You had, like, you know, small biotechs like one company sharing like some point of care testing device they're using to hopefully be able to test for sickle cell disease and trait and uh, even like there was a hospital like i think it was like in kansas or somewhere like they shared their study that's looking at like streamlining care for refugees and immigrant children with sickle cell disease oh, and thalassemia yeah i really enjoyed it trust me mm-hmm. i i stood at some of these pushes for like 20 minutes just just going through the data and, and having discussions and conversations with all these different people. And yeah. there are people from CDC, there are people from East Coast, West Coast, Canada, you name it, all over the place. So I really loved the poster session. But there was another session I also enjoyed that looked at using like technology to help patients, you know, uh, navigate a sickle cell space, you know, yeah, patients transitioning form. Yep from pediatric to adult care, that one was like very good. Like they had like some app that was like helping patients uh, remember to take their medications or helping them stay adherent to their medications. I really love that session too. So I highly, highly encourage this meeting, FSCDR. If you've never been, check it out next year. I know it's always going to be fun and you have, you get to meet all the people in the sickle cell space. And it's always good to, you know, catch up with friends. And that's that's what we have for FSCDR. And, and I'm glad I was able to attend. Agreed, agreed. And so on to what our episode is about today. It's all about World Sickle Cell Day. We are here to highlight and talk about World Sickle Cell Day. Did you know actually that it's the 10th anniversary of World Sickle Cell Day today? Yes, I did. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Well, I did. I did. It's the 10th anniversary, okay? Yeah, so we're going to go ahead and bring to you some key facts and statistics and we'll get you prepared to talk about sickle cell to your friends, families, followers, whoever is willing to listen and get them educated on sickle cell disease and sickle cell trait. <laughs> 
Thank you. I was just about to tell you. Let's add trade too while we're at it. Sure. All right. So if you guys have been following us on our social media pages, which I hope you already do, Sickle Cell 101, whether it's Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, you will know by now, usually on What's the Ghost All Day, we're sharing some of these things Cash just mentioned. And um, for this year, you know, most of these facts that we're going to be sharing on this episode are pretty much uh, what we already put out on this platform. So if you haven't already followed us, please go ahead and encourage you to follow us. There's a lot of great content over there. Plus, you get to share all the different things we're going to be talking about today with your friends and family. We are actually doing something pretty cool on Facebook, which I'm going to leave the floor up to you you cast again to kind of share what this filter we got going on on Facebook is all about. Yes. So Steven's not as technologically advanced as the rest of us. So if you head over to our Facebook page, we have this awesome frame for World Sickle Cell Day. The theme of it is painting the internet red for World Sickle Cell Day. And if you head over to Sickle Cell 101's Facebook page, you can download the frame and just share that it's World Sickle Cell Day with all your friends and family and whoever your followers are just to promote sickle cell awareness for the day. We also have graphics dedicated to World Sickle Cell Day for this year and you can find those on our website. It's sd101.org and you will find our educational graphics and hopefully by the time that we're done with this episode you have enough facts under your belt that you can teach your friends and families and followers and whoever else is looking to learn more about sickle cell about sickle cell disease and sickle cell trait yeah and i before we dive into these facts i just want to make it pretty clear i'm actually one of the best technology gurus out you guys would ever meet he so lies. if you ever need help he with technology lies. come find me okay <laughs> all right just kidding don't try it so I'm just going to dive straight into it. So fact number one, this year marks the 10th anniversary of World Sickle Cell Day, like we just talked yes, about. It does. On December 22nd, 2008, the General Assembly of the United Nations came together to create this resolution. And some background information on that, uh, a woman named Emilienne, Raul, she was the health minister of Congo, actually launched this initiative with the first lady, Lady Antoinette Sassoon Gueso, to get sickle cell Nice pronunciation right there. <laughs> Make, making me feel like a proud African. Thank you. <laughs> Whatever. All the Congolese people listening are like, look at how she butchered her name. Anyways... They got together and they were creating this center, but they realized it needed to go beyond them and it needed to be an international initiative. An interesting fact, it was Congo, Senegal, Equatorial Guinea, and some 21 other countries co-sponsored a resolution. Pretty much Africa came together and co-sponsored this resolution for the General Assembly to create a recognition day for sickle cell as a public health problem and one of the world's foremost genetic diseases. That's something I always love to talk about because it was Africa that pushed for this day, which I think is special because I'm African. You wish. <laughs> wow, Stephen, wow. <laughs> well, you know, uh, but all seriousness, so Cass, this actually happened in 2008. Yes. Think about it. That's not, that's not too long ago. No. So I was a full adult when World Sickle Cell Day became a thing. Like we said, it's only 10 years old, but I'm happy it's it's happened. 
finally. Yeah, yeah, and I agree with you. I mean, once again, I always like to say there's still a lot of work to be done, but the fact that it's being recognized now uh, speaks a lot of volumes. And I think it's, it's, you know, it's been way overdue for us to recognize this disease. And it's good for us to celebrate the day and at least bring awareness. And hopefully it won't just be this day, but every day as well. But it's good to highlight Walsicles All Day on June 19th. I agree. So moving on to fact number two, and this is a little bit about the disease. Sickle cell disease causes red blood cells to morph into sticky, fragile, crescent-shaped cells. What do you got to say about that, Stephen? Well, instead of crescent, I usually like to use the word sickle, which is pretty much comes from the name sickle cell disease, sickle cell, right? Yeah, but not everybody knows what a sickle is. That's so what is a sickle cast? A sickle is like this agri it's like this scary actually agricultural tool. I think it's scary. And if you wanted to, you can draw tangents between the tool and like the disease. <laughs> that's another that's another episode. It's this agricultural tool that they use to kind of cut crops, wheat and whatnot. So that's what a sickle is. Yeah, and it looks like a C, like you know, it looks like a C shape. Like a crescent. Which is what? Yeah. See, you have to use the word crescent again. All right. I see I see what you did there. But, you know, I think uh, fact number two highlights what this disease is really about. And yeah. so, you know, just as a refresher, with sickle cell, quote-unquote, it's a disease where we're having trouble delivering oxygen to tissues because these cells um, kind of block the blood flow and also can cause um, different complications too. And some of these complications can not only include pain, which is what we typically hear about when we talk about sickle cell, but also infection, stroke, acute chest syndrome, which is pretty much um, infections happening in the lungs, and then also organ damage too, because you're not getting oxygen to these um, tissues. So it's always important to also highlight what this disease is really, really about. Yeah, so if anyone asks what sickle cell disease is, sickle cell disease is a genetic blood disorder characterized by red blood cells morphing into sticky, fragile, crescent-like red blood cells. And because of their consistency, that causes a whole array of complications. Because it's a blood disorder, complications can happen wherever. Nicely put. Fact number three, Stephen, how many people have or are affected by sickle cell disease globally would you say you know you know you know for me i have my i have a little quorum with this um I, you know i i know numbers have been estimated about how many people are being affected with sickle cell so let me just read the fact and then i'll just keep going on with my little go off my tangent okay. so the fact states sickle cell disease is estimated to affect 20 to 25 million people globally. So the reason why I have, I'm having this complaint is I've read different reports and studies that have actually had higher numbers and understandably so. If we really look at you know, the disease process and the history of sickle cell, it hasn't been really well documented. And so there's still, there's still a lot of people in this world that have sickle cell that get misdiagnosed or we don't even know much about the disease. And right. so... It's good at least we have an estimation, but if you ask me, I think this number is actually higher than where we put it right now. Yeah, yeah. And I guess the, the startling part, there is one study that um, talks about how many babies are born each year, and that number is 300,000 babies born each wow. year with sickle cell disease. That study is cited by Peel, I think the name is. Yep, that's um, correct. 
And um, the study also estimates a 30% increase in sickle cell disease births, primarily in Nigeria and the Democratic Republic of the Congo by 2050. So by 2050, there will be 400,000 babies born every year with sickle cell disease. Talking about this 30% increase and talking about 300,000 um, babies born, you know, so sickle cell disease is typically labeled as a rare disease. And in the U.S., Here you in know, the U.S., yeah. Yeah, it is, it is correct. If you look at how we categorize rare disease. So rare disease, a rare disease is a disease that affects less than uh, 200,000 people, which sickle cell in the U.S. meets that criteria. But if you look at sickle cell disease from a global perspective, you know, we even just had this estimate of 20 to 25 million people. It's definitely not a rare disease from that perspective, not too. So that's, that that should tell you how much how much people are affected by this disease and, and the impact it is having on a global scale. It's definitely a global disease and, you know, affects way, 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 way more people, exponentially more people around globally. And that actually brings us to fact number four, sickle cell disease and sickle cell trait can affect any person of any race or ethnicity. I know a lot of the times there's still that misconception that sickle cell disease is just a, a black or African disease. But it's not. It affects Hispanics, South Asians, Caucasians. You can find sickle cell everywhere globally. And if you think about migration or the right. transatlantic slave trade, along with many other factors, I mean, it makes sense why this disease is a global disease. You know, people have moved around and it's not just sickle cell disease, sickle cell trade as well. It affects yeah. people from all different races and ethnicities. And now we've met people personally of different colors, you know, that, yeah. that have sickle cell disease or sickle cell trait. So it's always important to highlight that. Absolutely. So that takes us to fact number five. This one is an important fact. Many only discover their sickle cell trait status after their newborn is diagnosed with sickle cell disease. I know it says many, but from People that I talk to and experts within hematology, they say majority of people don't know that they have. Actually, there's a statistic they like to cite that Stephen provided me years ago where it says in the U.S. only 16% of Americans are aware of their sickle cell trait status. There's, what, 2.5 to 3 million people with sickle cell trait living in the U.S. and only 16% know of their trait status. And I mean, if you look at the history of the of testing or newborn screening in the U.S., we're talking specifically in the U.S. now, yeah. you know, standardized universal um, testing just didn't happen until recently. And so right. there's a lot of people, like you said, that still don't know their trade status. Why do I keep, I mean, for me, I always hammer that, the importance of people getting tested and knowing their trade status. Um, I have this theory I call the blind the blindsided effect. And that's pretty much when, you know, people find out they have a baby born after what, they've had a baby with sickle cell disease. That's when you find out they have sickle cell trait, which I think will lead us more into our next fact too, right? Yep. And that is in family planning, it is important to get genetic testing to have knowledge of your genotype. So I actually went to an event recently and I kind of asked the general audience, if both parents have sickle cell trait, what is the likelihood of them having a child with sickle cell disease? And 
nobody knew the answer to that. Please listen mm-hmm. very carefully. If you do not know the answer to this, if you have two parents with sickle cell trait, there is a one in four chance or a 25% chance of having a child with sickle cell disease each and every pregnancy. Your first pregnancy, there's a 25% chance. Your second pregnancy, there's a 25% chance. Yeah, and let me even escalate that even further. So, you know, you have two parents who have sickle cell trait. And what's interesting is also with each pregnancy too, there's a 50% chance of them having a baby who's going to be born with sickle cell trait as well, just like them. And so, you know, the goal, it's all about helping people make informed decisions. Like I had mentioned earlier, you know, most people find out about the sickle cell trait status after they have a baby born with sickle cell disease. And so it is highly, highly important that people are aware of their trait status. Um, There's opportunities where people can go get tested and find out their trait status. But then once you find out you have the trait, that can help you make that informed decision about pregnancy and childbirth. And so I think that's a very, very important fact about sickle cell disease and sickle cell trait. And it's worth mentioning, especially on this day, World Sickle Cell Day. Yeah. And I'm also just an advocate for just genetic testing in general, because we carry so many types of genes and so many mutations. It's I feel like common sense to just get genetic testing so we know what we can pass on to our kids. So, you know, there's other genetic conditions like thalassemia and, and you know, many other possible genetic conditions that we're still learning about right now. We're still even learning about, you know, just the genotypes of sickle cell disease and how complex they are when you throw in like a thalassemia trait or some other things. Just get tested. Genetic testing is super, super important just so you know, and you can make that informed decision. Kaz, let me ask you this question. Mm -hmm. So you, you know, as an advocate, which of these facts, you know, these facts that we just talked about, would you say comes up very often or that you have to spend a lot of time talking to people about? There's one fact that I could pick for anybody to take home is the importance of getting genetic testing. I think genetic testing is so very important. Knowledge is power in this case. Just like I stated earlier, a lot of us are carrying, like, okay, for example, I have SS. I was, you know, diagnosed at birth with SS, but I also just learned in my adult life that I have alpha thalassemia trait as well. Full genetic testing so that we are all aware of our genetic status and what we pass on to our children. I think that's probably the the most important fact if you take one away. What about you? Wow, I guess you stole mine. But uh, for me, you know, I what I always like to say is starting the conversation. And so if nothing at all, yeah. I think the fact that people at least know what this disease is about like you know like we talked about in fact number two like sickle cell disease what is the disease the red blood cell disorder that causes these red blood cells to look sticky fragile crescent shaped cells i think just having that in front of people and sharing that information for people to at least start the conversation about sickle cell disease i think is very very key because we still have a lot of people globally that don't even know much about the disease or that are not even invested in the disease and so i think starting that conversation is good and like you always say i'm going to steal your phrases knowledge is power Uh and i i know you always talk about awareness being another means to cure yes awareness is the cure that was our slogan 
And um, I really, really believe it because, you know, with awareness comes more research, more funding, furthering along the cause to find a cure, to find more treatment options for sickle cell disease and sickle cell treat. Um, I agree. We definitely push for raising awareness. And that's why this day is so special to us because we can bang on our drums and shout to the top of our lungs what sickle cell is and why you should care about it. I mean, it should be 365 days a year, but we're only given one. It's like, it's like the officially. birthday of sickle cell yeah, disease, right? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a holiday. It's a holiday for us. And we got to put in the work while all eyes are on us. So. And I got to give a shout out to all the sickle cell warriors, you know, especially my favorite was my sister for, you know, being a fighter, honestly. And on such a Aww. day as we celebrate quote-unquote, I know, quote-unquote, the birthday for sickle cell, um, I encourage and I keep um, telling all the warriors out there to keep fighting. And I also encourage all the scientists like me, myself, and all the researchers to continue with their good work so we can find that universal cure for this disease. I just thought of something. I wanted to give a birthday shout-out to Dr. Wanda Witten-Sherney. She is uh, a pediatrician in Detroit, and today is her birthday on World Sickle Cell Day. So how perfect is that? She's a you know just this sickle cell advocate with her birthday on World Sickle Cell Day. So happy birthday, Dr. Sherney! Happy birthday! I didn't know that, Cass. Yeah, I know. <laughs> anyways, anyways. Okay, so that about wraps up everything. Please, I would like to encourage you all to check out our social media platforms, including Facebook, where you can, you know, download that filter and raise awareness for World Sickle Cell Day to your friends and families. You can please share, like, retweet, pass all of our information that we put out today. And you can download them, of course, as well from our website. Don't forget to use the hashtags World Sickle Cell Day, hashtag WSCD and hashtag sickle cell awareness. Um, don't forget to rate us and share the po- this podcast. If you want somebody to learn more about World Sickle Cell Day and why sickle cell awareness is important, just give them this podcast. We're pretty much available on all the different platforms, wherever you listen to your podcast, Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, you name it. So like Cass just you name mentioned, it, we please, got it. please, hit the share button or just share with somebody. You can share via text and they can just download it and listen. And if you have any questions or any things you want to share with us too, please send them to podcast at sc101.org and we will gladly get back to you. And we might, you never know, we might share your experiences on the next episode. Do you know what Before time it end, is? Do you know what time it what is? What time is it? What time is it? What time is Go it? For- Stephen, your favorite part. Well, I'll go for it. Like I always say, guys, remember this podcast is for educational purposes only. Cass, you give me a high time about it, but I have to mention it. Always remember, you know, individualized medicine. That's what I always preach. So we're just sharing and learning from each other. Make sure you seek medical care from your hematologist or your primary care physician or even your pharmacist and make sure they individualize your care for you. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. Happy World Sickle Cell Day. Happy World Sickle Cell Day, everyone. Yay. And we'll we'll catch catch you next time. time. Bye. Bye. Yes.